Rocky, are you happy? We have a new greeting. Did you listen? No, I didn't listen. Seriously? <laughs> I didn't listen. Thank you, I'm Kevin sorry. Sharp. He did Thank a great you, job. I yes. love you. Yep. And I I really Wait, did hesitated. We, did we just play it? Yes, we just no, played I don't it. My headphones, so. No, that's because you're busy telling stories over yeah, here. Not yeah. paying well, they attention. were funny stories. They were no, worth it. John Paul when he was teething. Yeah, John <laughs> yeah, Paul was teething. <laughs> Nobody cares. But uh, yeah, wow, so we have a we, <laughs> full house today, except for your mom. Your mom's the only one that cares. But right. anyway, no, um, she really doesn't. <laughs> Actually, we do have a full house today. You know why? Guess what day today is besides hump day? What favorite day, day of the week. It is National Hangout Day. Oh, oh right on. Yeah. And we that's are hanging day. out. Okay. Our guest is already grabbing these fortune cookies. Oh, no, 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 no. That's no, not there's what a we special do tradition. Here. Yeah. Yeah. So just there's hold on. There's a special on. one in there for, hold on. just for you. Yeah. So we can put me to out before I get to do the interview. So we do have a full house today. We have our lovely tech, Miss Jessica, who runs this room. Oh, oh. Well, hey. you're giving us the finger in about 55 <laughs> Wait, minutes. Wait, why? Oh, oh, oh. You'll see that. And then we have the, JT The number here. one finger, like you have a minute left, not the middle finger. Rocky, we have <laughs> Paul is here today. Yo. I told him to turn his mic off, but. Yeah, we, I, he's going to turn your mic off. And then we have the Godfather is here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. yeah, I'm not even going to. He needs no introduction because yeah, yeah, everybody yeah, knows yeah. who he is. Yes, everybody knows. Everybody knows. I love Love your voice. You're the soothing. You better believe you, man. <laughs> the I'm money changing man. my voice. Oh, I love it. I just country. love your voice. He can do whatever. And then, he of wants. course, we have our very special guest, but we're going to save that for uh, yeah. Well, just in just a couple minutes. We're gonna tomorrow, T is a big day. Really? Yeah. Tomorrow's oh, come on, 420. T's. <laughs> every day is 420. Yeah. <laughs> My man. <laughs> every day. I'm having a 420 party at this spot. Come oh, are down. you? Come on down with your sack. Oh, <laughs> you know what else uh, tomorrow is? I know it's 420 and it is a national holiday for most of you musicians and artists. And I've never smoked anything before. Wow. I know. I know. That's I, so know. I know. That's great. Is that what I used to look like you until I started. <laughs> 
don't, 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 like don't do that. I'm gonna always be pretty. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, wait, listen. Tomorrow is also National Cheddar Cheese Day. Oh, I'll be so celebrating. I feel like Friday. Day. No, I that's my kind yeah, of holiday. After, after you start, after you're celebrating your 420, that just grab you a bag of cheddar, cheddar cheese. cheese and you stop know, yourself up. You got it. <laughs> you know what else that is tomorrow? Which I thought this was interesting. It's hmm. get to know your customer day. And apparently that holiday is the third Thursday of each quarter. So I thought to myself, okay, so what does that mean? Like the rest of the year, you don't get to know your customer. You only do it the third, (laughs) third Thursday of each quarter. It's crazy. Come on over. But, uh, anyway, thanks for hanging out with us guys for national hangout day. My pleasure. Mr. T and JP, I know you were up late last night, so you got a big thing going on with Red, huh? Yeah, you betcha. Me, Red, and and uh, Paul and Matt are all uh the collaboration. All collaboration. Thing? I don't want to say too much, but we we'll have yeah. a video coming out. I'll say this. Yeah, I'll you know say this. Since Kate, I was yeah, there Kyrie last was night, is dope. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it is dope? insane. Really? See what people are about to witness is really the best. In local talent. Oh, wow. In, in Metro okay. Detroit, in Michigan, period. That, so. Like, period. <laughs> wow. Thanks, that's, that's what it is. I heard a clip of what was happening. Uh-huh. And then I was like, wait a minute. Who who did this song before him? It's his song. <laughs> like, yeah. straight up. Oh, I'm that's so it. excited. Thanks, man. When is this going to be released? Oh, uh, we don't have a date yet. We haven't recorded the video yet. So I'm going to say it's going to be released in three weeks. Yeah, I'm that's kind of a, that's the goal. That's the goal. Three weeks from now. So that's your boss. <laughs> how, how cool! I can't. I can't wait to yeah, see it's gonna be, it. It's gonna be cool. We're gonna put yeah. the countdown on now. All right, mm-hmm. no pressure. <laughs> and then T Money, your big collaboration. Man, it's huge. That's why I don't like these guys all of a sudden stealing my idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I come up with something, that's how it's T Money now. Because when it was Tony Green, somebody stole that. Oh man, here's a good note. What next Friday? Yes. They're coming in from uh, New York to take me for Unsung. They are? Oh, no way. Dude, that's yep. awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My Congratulations. God. Congratulations. Yeah, I was like, I guess you do want somebody that was with him 20 years, Yeah, right? no kidding. Oh, my God. Who ran, who ran the band? Yeah, I mean, the, for, for the whole, I mean, two years after I got in the band, I took over that. So, right. you know, I just couldn't understand. They were trying to keep me quiet because they know I'm. I don't mind talking about how we was all drugged out for a minute yeah. and those things. And, and one guy was trying to keep it squeaky clean, but that's not the dramatic. No. no. So no. I got to bring the dirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't people, give, now listen, don't give, don't give too much. No, I won't. We, I you know, know, you got I a know. book got coming book. out, I know, too. I know, plus I'm going to plug you on the book. You got to save just a little bit <laughs> I know. there. I try, but as soon as I get started. I know you do. I'm going to I'm gonna shut your Facebook down in a minute. over her over there. Every time I read your Facebook, you're writing about chapter two in there. Whatever. I'm sorry. I'm trying to shut up, man, but these stories just like pour out. The stories are good, I know. She won't even tell us at the house, so. No. She'll come home and be like, oh my God, you, you were not going to believe the story that you told me today. And I'm like, okay, cool. What, what right, happened? What She's like, oh you no, you're going to have to read the book. I'm like, the book. Oh, I can't tell you. That's the kind the of person you want. <laughs> I'm taking it to the graver until the book gets out. <laughs> and she will. Hopefully too. the oh, book yeah. gets out. Yeah, 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 no, don't take it to the Yeah, but Mr. T, got to zip it, babe. I'm going to zip it. You All better right. believe I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we we have a really full day today, so yeah, let's um, get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. It's our favorite segment. Whoops, favorite segment. Ching ching, where's our little chimes? Do we have to make up our own? Oh, there. It is. 
All right. It's okay. It's called What's the Wish? What's the Way? And What's in the Way? And this segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented and gutsy individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. Left or right, do or don't, right or wrong, should or shouldn't. These are just a few of the questions we ask ourselves when we're at a mental crossroad. Our guest today is all too familiar with the struggle. In 2013, he made the decision to let go of the choices made for him and chose to pave his own path. He left a career behind in gospel music to pursue his dream as an urban pop artist. Despite the heartaches that came with that decision, Kyrie's career took flight, and three years later, he is starting to reap the rewards of a decision well made, like opening up for hip-hop mogul Big Sean. Welcome to the show, Kyrie. Thank Kyrie. Wow. It's in the house. I wasn't nervous at all until y'all started reading that intro. I'm like, oh, man, they put the pressure on. Well, the goal Whoa. is to make you very nervous so that we're not nervous. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's cool. We're normally very nervous. My whole life is getting over nerves. So oh, I'm okay. Please. You said you're actually more comfortable doing interviews than you are being on stage. I am usually, but I, I think it's just because of this journey I'm on right now is it Almost everything I do brings nerves um, because I, I live in my head quite a bit in my thoughts. And mm-hmm. so it's just, you know, uh, wanting to impress and wanting to uh, to make impact and just make sure I do things the way I'm supposed to do it, you know. Well, first of all, I want to start off by saying congratulations. Thank you so much. I know um, that you probably can't talk too much about this, but mm-hmm. we do have to say or can we say that you were one of the top six finalists yeah. out of 400 people who auditioned to wow. go on tour with Kim. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. Six incredible. out of 400. Yeah. Wow. That Huge. was incredible. And I didn't realize it was that many people. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had no well, clue. Well, cause they also had online. Yeah. Auditions. They did it. They did a combination of online and then, uh, and then, um, at Studio A in Dearborn. Yeah. Right? Wow. So, so we got, it, you know what the dopest part about that was is we got to kind of experience how it was. I, I'm obsessed with history and how things yeah. were. And so we got to experience what it might have been like back in the 70s or 80s when people were trying to get deals, you know, standing outside of this historic studio, wow. you know, waiting That's for the opportunity. Home. Yeah, that too right? money. And, and then there were guys out there, like a lot of older guys that were like, man, you know, back in the day, we would have been out here doing and can on, just <laughs> trying to come up with a group. And it was just, it was, it was very nostalgic, but I don't know if yeah. I can call it that since I wasn't born in that time. Right. <laughs> but I mean, it felt really good. It Old. felt good. Old is the proper. (laughs) (laughs) So how was the audition? I mean, can you tell us anything or not yet? I mean, the only thing I I probably wouldn't talk much about is the is the um, just the process, because uh, Kim is is kind of sharing that with with his followers um, so people could follow him on uh, on Instagram and they're continuously updating and showing pictures and everything, stuff that I don't really have access to. So he was there. Yeah, he he was not there for round one. We did we okay. did uh two rounds in one day, which was the original day I was there. And how many people were judging you like the first? Uh, I believe there day. were. Four, well, it's a room full of people. It's 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 kind of weird because we don't know exactly who had what say. But what it was okay. was uh, his background singers that currently are with him. Um, I think his music director was there. Uh, a 
couple of management. It was, it was, a, it was Barry a, a, nice, Gordy there? a nice group of people. No, Barry wasn't. If Barry was there, oh. I probably would have been taken out of focus from what I was supposed oh, to do. Oh, yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Make me a star. Yeah. <laughs> well, son, I ain't got it like I used to. <laughs> you know, you know, people like Barry Gordy, it's as simple as a phone call. So yeah, yeah that oh, would have yeah. been that would have been crazy. But we did meet him um once. I made it past the first two rounds and we got to the last six, uh, the last day of auditions. Kim was there and that's who we uh, auditioned in front of. So was it one on one? No, it was um, it was us. And the, basically we sang background uh, like with, the other, with the other or? with the other. No, with his with his actual with singers. Beth, oh, with his actual out. singers. Beth, there? Beth, yes. Beth is my girl. I <laughs> love Beth. That's my little niece. Oh my oh, goodness! That's so dope. Well, you know, she's a son of um, um, the guy from the Funk Brothers, and you know my dad and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. Brothers. So I've been knowing her since she was a little girl. Oh, I love, I love wow. Beth from the moment I from the moment like. Well, I wait. So what does in. Beth do? She sings background for Kim, but she, she does, does a lot of her own original stuff as well. She got yeah. a new album out. Oh my gosh! Look at this. Connect the dots. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right, and that's that's been my life for the past. I mean, for this year has been that. So wait, if. So you're you're now it's just a wait and see. Yeah, right? it's a, it's a wait. No and more see. auditions. It, no, no more auditions. Um, but what so, I was saying, yeah, you can follow Kim on Instagram. I okay. think his 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 Instagram is at Music by Kim, and that's K E M. Okay. And they're posting pictures and keeping everybody updated. Okay. Uh, we're learning as you guys learn, <laughs> because okay. I wasn't even ex- originally. I was like, we can't talk about that on the show because yeah. I just, you know, I don't know what their process is. Right. But then I look up and. I'm tagged in a post by and, Kim with yeah. pictures and That's these are so the top cool. six. And awesome. I was like, oh, dope. I guess we can talk about it. <laughs> so you cool. could be on tour. I will soon. be on tour. That, yeah, that's I like that. I like that. There's no reason why. I'm going to take things back a little bit. So um, let's go back to the beginning. And how did you like get into music? Um, I've been singing since I was two. My mother sang, um, I think, Really, my whole family sang on my mother's side. They had a big choir, um, one of the most popular choirs in Jacksonville. People used to come, Jacksonville, North Carolina, that is where I'm from, um, would just come to see them sing. I mean, they were the type of choir that would walk up the aisle and make an entrance. You know, it was just, they all matched in color and everything. So my mom got me started singing it too. Uh, I started singing in a group at four and performing. Um, by seven or eight, I think is when we started, we did our first tour and we opened for a boys to men and Adina Howard. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and then they decided when hip hop was on the come up right then, like really taking over that they wanted to be rappers. So they quit. And so I, nobody told me really, Oh, you can keep going by yourself. It wasn't an idea to me. So when the group was over, I was like, that's it. So, um, yeah, that was, pretty much my childhood experience in singing. I did a whole lot. I mean, I played clubs when I was a kid, you mm-hmm. know, seven, eight years old playing clubs. But was it, was it all gospel music at no, that, that time? No, that's, and that's the misconception about me because I was a gospel artist. People feel like I started off in church and then I crossed over to secular music, but I <laughs> actually started off doing R&B. The only time I really sang gospel as a kid was for my grandma, you know, and mm-hmm. um, and she'd have people come over and make me sing. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, I, I'd be shy and everything. She'd be like, boy, don't you be ashamed of that gift guy. <laughs> yeah. so that's, that, 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 that was it. And my favorite song was Victory is Mine by uh, by 
that's dope to even remember that. I just now remember that, which is cool for me with <laughs> everything I'm dealing with now and in the journey. Victory is mine was my favorite song. That was always my go to. Wow. That was it, you know. So um then we when we moved up here, am I just supposed to start talk about when I started or you wanna know like how I got up to this point? I wanna know how you got to this point. Because I told I told Jackie earlier, I was like, you might have to pull my coattail because when I get to talking, like, <laughs> don't worry about I it. Might, I might, you know, go ahead. That's what this but, is uh, all about. Yeah. So yeah. It's about your story. Good. So so what I yeah, when we got up we moved up here um to, to Pontiac in ninety nine and um I still wasn't really doing music. I think it was a couple of years before I started singing in the church that we were at. Um, and in 2002 was when I figured this might be what I wanted to do as a career. And that's because I was introduced to the music of the Clark sisters who I had never heard of. And people probably punched me in the face, right? you know, but I didn't, I never, and that's just it. I, I wasn't involved in gospel music very much at all as a mm-hmm. kid until we moved here. Um, I heard Dorinda Clark Cole and Karen Clark Shear, two of the Clark sisters. They both had albums came out that year. And that was when the spark started. Like, oh my God, they have incredible voices. And, and, you know, I just, I was mesmerized anytime I saw them live. And I remember seeing this lady, Crystal Rucker, at this convention. And I thought she was a Clark sister just because she had that same style. Um, and then in 2004 is really when I, I decided that's what I want to do for sure. And that's because of, um, my idol, I call him my MJ at the time because anybody in the music industry, you ask them, you know, who their their influences are. MJ is always on the mm-hmm. list. That was Jay Moss for me. And in 2004, he came out and I just I just wanted to be Jay Moss. I think I think I always needed permission to to do something. And um, when I decided I wanted to do music, I knew it had to be gospel back in 2002 because of the situation and because of the way I was being raised and everything. Uh, but Jay Moss came along in 2004 and showed me that being a gospel artist didn't mean you had to be some old churchy singer, you know, right. he was dancing and putting on a show, you right. know, giving a presentation. So that, that's when I decided I wanted to, to do it. And so I started doing gospel. Yeah. In 2004, just playing churches. Um, we were in such a strict church that I missed probably 10 years of music. So, uh, even, when social media and everything was was really building up and YouTube sensations, I was oblivious to it. So I basically sang ten years waiting on a label to pick me up, not knowing that I had any other option. Wow! So, yeah, you fell asleep waiting on that. That's what it was. That's what it was. But that that's all I knew. All I knew was the you just keep singing and you play shows and nobody was giving me any information when I, when I did shows with major gospel artists. And I asked them, like, what should I do? What's the next step? They always just said, well, just keep singing. And so I, I didn't know. So that's what I yeah. did. I just kept singing. Well, what was the turning point? Uh, in 2009, I met Jay, um, Jay Moss at his, um, I think it was, a, it was either a release concert or a video shoot or something like that. But I met him and I had been reaching out to his camp for years, literally years, um, since 2004, trying to just get in. Uh, and I met him and he looked at me and I told him who I was. He was like, Oh yeah. He's like, I know who you are. We're going to work. I, that just made my life, you know, like yeah, we're going to work that together. Was your break. Now it was a year before I heard from him again. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, no, that's just what they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, work. But yeah. see, I didn't know that. I was not familiar with right. industry talk, so right. to speak, whatsoever. So a year later, um, I had gotten to this point where I was, 
starting to just kind of be down. It was like, what is, what is what's going on here? I'm, I'm playing all these church gigs. Nobody wants to pay me. My family's broke, this, that, and the other. And so I reached out to him on Twitter and just said, you know, you told me a year ago that we were going to work and, and I'm ready. And again, I'm expecting like he's going to blow me off. But he actually messaged me minutes later and was like, you want to go on the road with me? And I was like, hey, thanks, Shug, whoever. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, absolutely. And um, and then I think it was probably but even still, I was I was still doubtful just because of everything up to that. Right. Uh, it wasn't until I got the email with the flight info for the first gig that I was like, OK, this is it. Really? This is it. Yeah. So I sang background with him for two years. Um, but during that time, I already knew I wasn't really I wasn't really feeling being a gospel artist. Mm-hmm. You know, my heart was kind of tugging in a different place, but I felt like I had to and it was my only option. So I kept up with it. But after two years, um, it was just like, yeah, I got to do something else. You know, I, I, feel, I, I think I had gotten to the end of 2012 and was really depressed. And I was just like, I can't let another year go by where I feel like at the end of the year, I didn't do anything. I didn't make any progress, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what it was about. It, it wasn't about I need to have a deal by the end of the year or right. I need to have a million by the end of the year. It was I was getting to the end of every year. For 10 years, basically, and feeling like, what did I really do? It was empty. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's when I decided to step out and just go on my own. Um, as fearful as I was, because I knew what was coming. So when you went off on your own, um, you didn't have management or anything. <laughs> my mother actually managed me for my whole career up until probably 2013. <laughs> and we never really actually made a break. I just kind of took over and... Mm-hmm. Um, I remember having a conversation with her, like, I'm, I'm going to be in New York this day and then North Carolina that day and then Chicago. And she was just like, who's booking all this for you? And I was like, me, not and you. She, <laughs> and she was like, oh, so I guess you, you know, you just taking on you your own now. Me. Right. Right. And I was like, well, I guess not. But that's like the only way I could. Who, how do you go up to your mom? Mom, you're fired. Like, I, that's <laughs> what you were supposed you know, to ask call Rocky. me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, she was, she was still booking gigs and everything, but I was turning them down and she was not booking me local. She was booking me in Atlanta and places like that, but they were church gigs. Right. I, was, I was like, no, no. And they weren't little churches either. They were big gigs, but I was like, no, I'm not doing it because at that point I just made a decision that that's what I was, I wasn't going to do. And, and for some reason I immediately started thinking like a PR person, like a label uh, on my behalf. And like, I don't want to confuse my audience. I don't want them to think I'm just flopping back and forth and just doing mm-hmm. whatever gig comes to me because that's not it. Yeah. You know? So did you have a pretty clear vision of what type of singer you wanted to be? Or The only reason that I even took the leap, I think I first got the urge in, in 2009 and, and I took a lot of crap for this because Justin Bieber came along and mm-hmm. I was listening to Radio Disney actually. I remember vividly where I, I remember vividly where I was. I was sitting in a parking lot in a car while my mom was in the shop getting her nails done, listening to Radio Disney, which I knew I had to turn right back to the gospel station before she got in. The wow. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I, you know, I think it was like well, I was a Disney kid in general. Like that's mm-hmm. all I wanted to be a part of or something like that. And so I didn't know who he was. I heard the song one time. I was like, "Who's this little black kid, man? He killing." So, <laughs> so I went and, and I looked him up. And uh, 
He wasn't black. Hey, no, he was he was Justin Bieber, and mm-hmm. and at that time he wasn't a big star other than YouTube. But he 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 followed me on Twitter that same day. Oh wow! Um, so that made me in turn just kind of follow him a little bit more and watch mm-hmm. the journey. Uh, but yeah, I saw what he was doing, and again, I think I needed permission yeah. from people to do things. Yeah. And for Justin Bieber, I think that he gave me. People laugh at this now, but he, I think I felt like he gave me permission because. He showed me that being a mainstream or a secular artist didn't mean you had to just like throw away your your values, your beliefs, right. because mm-hmm. initially he was the nicest guy in the world, you mm-hmm. know. But I feel like the only reason he even took a turn is because we as creators, any anytime you become successful, even before you really see success, people are rooting for you to fail for no reason at right. all. Yeah. And I right. feel like after There's a while, a he was just like, I'm Justin Bieber. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And right. I think mm-hmm. that's what made him turn into the hot shot that people see him as mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he's still the same person that inspired me because he was just so nice. Uh, who Who do you know? that was selling as many records and selling out venues like him would would hit me up on Twitter uh, because right. a couple John years Paul. later. <laughs> that's a different story. John, John Paul is in, a, is in a, a, he's in a category of his own. That's my boy Yeah, he now. really is in a category of his own, but we won't go there. <laughs> I don't want my mom to go there at all. <laughs> we'll, we'll let them think what they think. Yeah. yeah. I like what Kyrie's saying a lot better. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I got you. I got so, you. I'm uh, always. So, so you made the change and then you, you took, took over your, your mm-hmm. career, started booking gigs and everything else. And how did you end up opening? I mean, cause it was only three years later, right? Yeah. That which you opened was for Big Sean. Crazy to me. Because, so how does that happen? Because I didn't realize it was just three years. Me, I was thinking back to 2002. It felt like I've been doing it forever. And, yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, um, basically I, I started releasing music on my own. Um, so were you I, writing when I when I, yeah but but I had been writing okay but, but again I was under the impression that the only way I was going to be able to do anything with it is a, a label it was like yeah. it, all the material that I even wrote as a gospel artist I never did anything with because I felt like I had to wait until a label came I thought that was the only way to put out music mm. this is 2009 and I'm still thinking that's the only way to put out music in fact if I hadn't heard Bieber I would have never even looked into YouTube or any of that. Like, I'd wow. probably still be oblivious to it, you know? Yeah. So wow. he actually did a lot to, to change just the way I thought, you know? Isn't that um, interesting how, as an artist, you can make such an impact on somebody mm-hmm. and, and you don't even know you're doing it? Right. I never, mean, think of the, no the people that watch you. Yeah. You know, who knows Some whose kind of life you, you've changed. Yeah. And you don't even know about it. And yeah, that's 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 the exciting thing about about what we do and the gift that we've been blessed with to be able to create something that speaks to people. Of right. Every, I mean, I get messages from the UK, from um, Australia, from weird parts of Canada that I've never heard of, <laughs> from Japan, and it's really dope. That's um, cool. Uh, this dancer out in where is he at? Oh my God, the Netherlands. We keep in contact pretty pretty closely so yeah it's, it's been dope to connect with people but uh the big sean situation what happened was i went to a charity event for the sean anderson found uh foundation which is, is big sean's charity um ran by his mom and a, a person that was a potential new manager who was interested in managing me took me there to meet a bigger manager actually um, I won't say who he is or who he represents, but that mm-hmm. artist was in town actually playing Joe Louis Arena that day. And uh, he was supposed to be at this meeting. He didn't show up. 
But I ended up meeting Big Sean's mom. Shout out to Mama Myra. <laughs> she is just the sweetest person in the world. That's cool. Um, but we met and, you know, we talked about me doing music and she gave me her info and was like, send me uh send me some music to listen to. So, you know, I'm thinking like, yeah, she ain't gonna never I'm like we're gonna hear from her again. Mm-hmm. She emailed me back the next day and was like, I love it. I'm gonna try to play it for him, but keep in mind it might take him three months to listen to a three minute song because it's just he does not stop moving. Right. Um and I, we just kinda kept in touch, not necessarily about that, but kept in touch. And then I remember getting an email from her saying that she was flying out to LA to see him and she was gonna play it for him. Wow. wow. Like she did that much for me. Like why? You know what I mean? Yeah. She did that much for me. She wow. flew out there, she played it for him. And then um I had just been trying to be more positive in general. So on one day on Facebook I posted if you if you're thinking about anybody, anybody pops in your head, just shoot them a text and just see how they're doing. Because you never know what's going on in people's world. It might right. be the thing that brings them back to life. Uh and so that day I sent her an email just to say, see how she was doing. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't ask her anything about music, nothing. Yeah. Her response was, hey, I'm doing well. I hope you're doing well. I was going to wait until Sean got back from Chile and New York and wherever else he was going so I could connect you with his tour people. He, he said he, you, you can open the show when he comes wow. to play. You know, wow. So it was crazy. Shows over my body. <laughs> Joe, we're talking Joe Lewis Arena. Yeah. So sold out. And, and I didn't even know how big it was going to be because in my head it was like, this is cool. I'm going to get to play a freaking arena yeah. with big freaking Sean, not knowing that he was going to bring Eminem, Lil Wayne, Bryson Tiller, wow. Janae Aiko, Mike Posner. I mean, who does that? And that, that was in you know? 2016, wow. right? That, that was 2015. November, oh, 2015. November 6th, November 2015. 6th. <laughs> I will remember that date. My EP came out, I think, four days later on 11-11. It was called 11-11. Oh, wow. That's a whole nother story. That's the year I started really seeing 11 11 11 often 11 11 is my lucky number mine too, <laughs> mine too. He was that's my that favorite number <laughs> yeah. so so tell us about that night i mean were you nervous <clears throat> were you um i i don't i i wouldn't say i was nervous uh i'm actually less nervous playing for bigger crowds um i wasn't even as excitable i guess as people ex- expected me because something felt right about it it mm-hmm. felt like this is what I'm supposed to be doing every day. You know, this mm-hmm. is you you don't get excited to get up and drive to work in the morning because you expect to. You right. know, for me, it was like I'm excited to play in front of, a, a you know, the crowd. I'm excited about who I'm sharing the stage with. But as far as the whole being backstage and having security walk around, and so, that's what I've been envisioning for years. Yeah. So it just I felt mean, right. Yeah. It, it felt like this is another day in the office. Wow. I, I, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is not new, mm-hmm. you know, and, and quite as it's kept the, is as big a venue as it is. And as a big an opportunity is was new, but my team, I'd been treating my team like we were playing arenas every time. Cool, quick story. Um, the show that I played right before that show was an awful show. I mean, I mean, the promoter lied to me and lied to another band that came from out of town. He told them I was pulling the crowd. So was this like a like a week before? Yeah, this was this was probably like three, three weeks, I think, before. Yeah, I, he he told me, you know, that I was bringing the crowd or he told me that this band was on tour, basically, and they just need a local opener, which I do that often. So I was like, OK, cool. He's, you don't have to worry about pulling the crowd to show up and play. You just need to fill the show. I'm like, OK, cool. New audience. Mm hmm. Dope. Well, he told the band that was coming in town, oh, Kyrie's big in the area. He's going to pull the crowd. And I'm like, 
bro, if I had known you wanted me to pull a crowd on a Thursday night when the biggest of my fan base is in high school and in yeah. college on a school night, I would have never took it. So uh, even when we got there, just stuff was going wrong. My set was way later than it was supposed to be. Mm. And uh, I got to a point where I was like, we're leaving. I'm not playing. I'm walking out. Because that, even the people that I did draw, they left. They had school the next day. They had work the next day. They left. I was sound checking at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, my God. So it was bad. And I was like, I said, I'm leaving. And then something said to me, I just heard this voice in my head say, if you play for these five people, like it's 20,000, the 20,000 will come. And a week later, I got that email oh, to wow. play for 20,000 people. No way. Oh, Incredible. Gosh. That's yeah. a cool Ridiculous. story. So we, we'd cool already story. been handling ourselves that way. Yeah. You know, and, and people kind of looked at me weird because I'd show up with a full team. But and I always told my team, we're prepping for what we're going to be doing every day of our lives. Wow. Period. You know, that's and the you know what's interesting. What you said is you listened to what. The, the messages you were getting, yeah, like yeah. you, you listen to your intuition, to your gut, yeah. you know, and you acted on it. Which is weird because I'm, I, I, a lot of times I'm bad at that, you know, it's because I, I stay stuck in my head and, and it could be something that's totally meant for me to do, but I'll question it, you know, and be like, ah, it's just me thinking that or this, that, and the other. But that night I just went with it. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, that was the night I wrote the title track for 1111 wow. because while I was on stage sound checking, I looked to see what time it was. It was 1111. I started singing the hook and my keyboard player started playing it and we recorded it the next day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you love it. Did it sound like that? No, it's like this. It's 1111. There you go. Here I am again. That's how I sound. Right? Let's talk about that. Sound uh, better than what I did. <laughs> yeah. 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 You got your own lane. You yeah. are good, so has uh, has your gospel, did your gospel background influence uh, your songwriting today? Hmm. I'm not totally sure. I think it influenced my vocal style. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was more Jay Moss himself rather than gospel music in general. Mm-hmm. Um. And I say Jay Moss because even my other favorite artist he wrote for, but Jay Moss has written for Boys to Men, In Sync, mm-hmm. Beyonce. He's written for everybody. He's a huge songwriter. His, his songwriting team for Jam is huge. Um, so I, I did learn a lot from them in the two years. And coincidentally, I didn't even realize that until last year, how oh, much wow. I actually learned. So um, we're actually really, really close again. And it's because I reached out just to say thank you because oh, that's great. I just didn't realize until I started like engineering for myself. Well, the only reason you know how to cut vocals is because he made you do it at three in the morning when you were pissed at him because you wanted to go home. Yeah. <laughs> but I did learn a lot. And, uh, I think a lot of my writing style, um, was influenced by him. And Definitely. you do, you do everything you write. You produce? I do. I, I do. I write and I produce. A, a lot of people get the word pro- producer or producer mixed up with engineer. I'm not a great engineer. I don't play instruments very well, but okay. I do oversee my records from start to finish. I choose who plays it, where the track comes from. Um, and, and I have to bring people to play it because I write them. I don't ever really sit down and try to write a song. Anything that's ever been released kind of came to me and I heard it as if I was listening to it on the radio. 
And so I just opened up my voice memos and sang it from start to finish. And then I played wow. that for uh, one of my boys that that's a, an incredible musician. Mm-hmm. And then they would bring the track to life from there. Well, let's listen to one of those uh, incredible songs called Truth or Dare. Yeah, this one is written yeah. by uh, myself and Joe Otis. Okay. Uh, I just had to give Joe a plug. And I, li- so I, I like what it says. Ask me anything. Yeah. Truth or Dare. Yeah. <laughs>
love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. So what was the inspiration awesome. behind that? Um, so first of all, let me just say shout out to Paul Raymond who produced uh, the record and did all the mixing and mastering. I had to give him a, a shout out. Hi, Paul. Been, Hi, Paul. He's Hi, Paul. been incredible. <laughs> and in fact, if Paul had not introduced me to the people here, I would not be sitting here talking yeah. to you now. <laughs> right. So it's really dope. Um, so we'll give him a shout out too. Yeah. yeah. So the, uh, Thanks, Paul. The, the inspiration behind the record was, um, it was just kind of adults playing on that kit. I'll explain it this way. You know how when you were a kid, if you had a crush on somebody and you didn't really know how to tell them, mm-hmm. you just like play a game. A you play, it. you play yeah. a game. You play truth or dare just mm-hmm. so the truth kind of comes out yeah. with no judgment because <laughs> oh. you know what questions you're going to ask. <laughs> no, yeah. You know what you want to know. <laughs> yeah. So you play truth or dare. You play spin the bottle, some type of uh-huh. game to get you closer to them. And, um, I just feel like as adults, if we just kind of, dumbed it down so to speak sometimes and stop making stuff so complicated you know and just go back to how we were when we were kids and just be approachable with one another let's play a game like let's yeah let's tell each other how we feel and then not judge each other about it you know whatever comes of it comes of it so that is awesome yeah Yeah, i'll play spin the bottle with my daughter (laughs) 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 oh come on tease just trying to get to the truth i'm saying i'm just trying to find out yeah (laughs) find out for you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially T Money being on unsung and oh, everything. Yeah. You know, he, he knows he gotta be careful. He gotta watch that daughter. They be like, man, I seen your I seen your daddy on TV. Yeah. <laughs> she already on a takeover bed, so See? it's all good. <laughs> well So where do you find inspiration for most of your songs? Do they just come to you? Because you you said that you just you hear them complete. So where do you do they just happen or does something usually spark your imagination? Where do you find most of the that's a good question. I can just say life, I guess. is is usually, I mean, different songs, different vibes, different situations come mm-hmm. up that inspire them. It's usually something that's on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually a specific person that's on my mind or a specific situation. Uh, and I kind of just overthink it to death. And when I finally just let it go, go for a walk or something and try to clear my head, something comes to me, you know. That's interesting. I I notice you do like to walk mm-hmm. a lot. And, yeah, I just started late last year. And that's year, kind actually. of like your therapy, sort mm-hmm. of. And then you do these vlogs. Mm-hmm. What's a vlog? A vlog is a video blog, basically, just kind of giving an account of my day or what's going on. And how often do you do those? I I watched one of them, which was really pretty cool. I think there are eight or nine posted right now, or an eight or nine recorded. Um. And when you walk and you just talk about your day, you just say what's on your mind. Pretty I mean, much. Yeah, I, I have no clue. Once I post it, I have no clue what I even said. So um, that that's kind of how it is. And the only reason I originally I started doing that because I wanted to give a, a, a document or document my journey uh, because I feel like all the reality TV is popular as it is. It's it, that stuff centered around people who are already successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to become more transparent about how my life is now. So when you see me a year from now, it's not me talking about, oh, well, I didn't always have it like that. They're going to be like, no, we know he didn't have nothing. We know where he was at because right. we watched him. Right. And now we see this. So we know it's possible. That's that, genius. That was originally the plan for it. But it's kind of turned into a combination of that and just me being more open about my personal life. Yeah. Um, it's very therapeutic, just like this interview is, because I get to say things out loud that I don't really talk to people about. Um, And I just I, I found out through actually watching Oprah. 
I was like, Ma, I done turned from a young man to an old woman. I done started watching the Oprah. <laughs> but I, 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 was, I grew up watching see, Oprah. I'm going to say that. That was our it, show. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy what you learn from listening to her. Um, mm-hmm. She was talking about the life purpose and just kind of figuring out how you can contribute to the world that you live in and not how it's supposed to contribute to you. Right. And through that, I said, well, let me be more transparent because I've known for a long time that my purpose is to be a support for people and to uh, to inspire and to encourage people who are going through the things that I've gone through. It, I had to question that because like, why does it seem like I go through every single thing there is to go through? But it's because everybody that comes to me to talk about that stuff, I mean, I'd be like, they, how do you not think I'm lying? Because it's like yeah. everything you tell me, I'm like, oh, I've been through that before or something right. very similar to it. But that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And I just learned that music is a tool for me to reach more people. It's not actually the purpose is not to be an artist. The purpose is to inspire and to support people. Music is just a really powerful tool wow. that I was blessed with to be able to do it. Wow. That's awesome. And yeah. I, awesome. I got that from your vlog. In mm-hmm. fact, I was surprised I couldn't put it down actually when I started watching it and I it was just I couldn't get over how open you were and how honest you were about the struggles you were having and one of the things that you said which I thought was so cool is you said it's like you were just saying hey you know what I'm I'm sorry you guys just think artists are supposed to be very outgoing yeah uh but we're people too Mm -hmm. that's what one of the things that you said (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. I thought I I couldn't put it down. It was just um so let me ask you this. Your purpose. Now you've also started a clothing line. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that. Well the clothing line is still in the works. I'm I'm really trying to figure out how I'm gonna launch it just because I mean anybody who's ever started any type of business knows it's a lot of money. Um I do music full time and though I've played some big shows with big people, I'm not making money like that, you know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still trying to make sure bills get paid. That that's part of the vlog. It's like, you know, I still got a crazy schedule. You know, I'm still up for 40 hours at a time sometimes, but so to make sure the bills get paid at the same time. There's no team doing this stuff for us. You know, we, we just have to do it. Um, but yeah, I am, I am working on it. We have done the designs that I want to initially launch, but the idea of the clothing line, I've never had merch. Um, so, uh, the merch that I'm working on for future shows, I decided I wanted to use it for the purpose of, um, inspiring and encouraging people. Uh, My mission while I'm here on this earth is to get started the fight against suicide to the point that we end the very idea of it because I've attempted it several times, you know, and was almost successful for lack of a better word. Um, So I was like, I just want to try to take as much negativity out of the world so we can get that out of people's heads. I don't want when people go through something to think, uh, that should just end my life. Like that should not even be a thought anymore. And that's what I'm going to When did that change for you? After I was on, I think two, it was either two or three years ago around May. Um, I had actually overdosed on pills and my mom, as much as we might argue and fight and stuff, she has really listened to God. Um, when it comes to things like that, she actually came back to my room minutes after I took the pills because she knew something wrong. She just felt it. I didn't show her anything was wrong. She just came back and she would not leave. And I'd actually told her, like, I'm good. You know, you can go. She would not leave. And just after sitting there, I just kind of broke down and showed her the bottle. And she got me to the hospital in time. But I got to see what people who actually die from suicide don't get to see. Um, In that moment, you don't think about that. Your mind is playing a trick on you. It's telling you everything 
they're not going to care. They'll be better off. This person's not even come to your funeral. Watch. That's the kind of stuff that you hear in your head, but you don't get to see the other side of it. I got to watch my mother and my brothers cry, not mm-hmm. knowing if I was going to come in or out. You know what I mean? So yeah. that changed my whole perspective because I realized while I would have ended what I was dealing with right now, I would have set anybody who is connected to me, anybody who cares about me at all, they would have had to deal with me being gone for the rest of their lives. So that pain I was taking away from myself, I would have put on everybody else that was around me. Right. So that's when it was like, yeah, that's never happening. When you look back at what you were going through, I mean, do you realize now it everything everything passes? I mean with you know, it's it's yeah, yeah. Not as bad as what you probably felt at that mm-hmm, moment. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that in that moment that the things that you're hearing are not the truth, mm-hmm. you know. Um that's that's your emotions and, and your mind just kinda talking to you. That's that's mm-hmm. all that's depression. That's what depression is, you know. Yeah. You know, you you're lost in your thoughts and, and you believe things that are not true. You know, right. I there's several people I could have called uh, in that moment, but that's not what I was hearing. I was hearing like that person's not going to get it. They're not going to understand why. If you go to that person, you're going to have to tell them why you're even thinking about doing this and where it started. And you're not ready to come out about that yet. You're not ready yeah. to talk about that. It's like it was at the end of the day, I felt like I'm in this world alone. No one really gets me. Uh, why would I stay? Wow. That's what it was, you know, but. Oh, man. Now I realize that everybody, we're blessed to even be here as human beings of all the entities and souls and everything that might be traveling in this universe. We got chosen to be here in the flesh and to experience human life because we are a vital part of whatever this plan is for the universe. Whatever the plan is for Earth, we are a vital part of it. And just to end your life, you're cutting off, you know, not only what your purpose is, because it's not about you at the end of the day. It's about what you're contributing. You're cutting off that. But at the same time, most people who are considering suicide haven't lived the best moments of their life and we rob ourselves of it. You right. Know? So, yeah, my whole mentality about that has changed. It doesn't mean I don't still get the thoughts because I do mm-hmm. very recently, actually. But now my just my my mind frame has changed to um, I'll reach out if I got to go on Facebook and cry like a baby, you know, and let people see me in that state. If it keeps me around another day, then so be it. Wow. And so the clothing line is geared to like, yeah. you're eventually going to yeah. tie that so, into so maybe what the like- clothing line is exactly is, um, I'm going to put out specific, I'm, I'm going to attack specific areas, uh, and bring positivity to specific areas. Um, the first designs are really catered toward LGBT community. Um, they, they have, you know, the rainbow colors and they have messages. I love um, the, the designs that yeah, you showed me. They, 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 it's to celebrate because you see yeah. so much negativity and that negativity contributes to depression, which contributes to suicide. So I feel like rather than every time you look around a kid that just discovers that they're gay or, or lesbian, you know, discovers that and they see all the negativity about it. They can also look and see somebody wearing a shirt that says that they're proud of it, you know, mm-hmm. to see that there's another side of it. I just want to take the negativity out. Uh, we also have mirror T-shirts that I created. I don't know if anybody's ever done it before, to be honest. But what it is, is the messages that are written on the shirt are like positive affirmations for yourself. 
and they can only be read if you look at yourself in the mirror. And so oh, the last thing cool. you see, you know, when you walk out, you're about to go take on the world. The last thing you see is I am beautiful or I was born to win. You look at that in the mirror and that's the last thing you see before you go out there to deal with the world. That so it's awesome. Yeah. So, and, yeah. so wow. we just, just in the, in the, in the stages of trying to, you know, finance it and things of that sort. But as soon as we can get that, we'll be up and running. So you got a lot going on. Yeah. You yeah, know, you're yeah. going to be on tour pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Still Me, working. Having coffee. Your drink with Barry Gordy, I'm right? Sure. Right, and still working, um, Mr. Gordy. Can I get some money for these? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I have a feeling you'll get that money. I love it. Um, I don't have it like that. Like <laughs> keep saying that. No, no, he does. All right. So, how can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, my Twitter is in, in really everything. Snapchat is all. It's Kyrie, y'all. Which is my tag. So you hear me on every record. It's Kyrie, y'all. And as, it's K-I-A-R-E-E. Yes. The only thing that's different is my YouTube because they wouldn't let me put that. So it's just YouTube.com slash Kyrie. That's where you okay. can find the vlogs and uh, the latest music video. And then my website, my official website is Kyrie.us um, where you can get the mixtape that just came out on April 4th. It's called Background Noise. And that song you guys heard, Truth or Dare, is on it. Okay. That's so what an about awesome this mixtape, by the way? Yeah. yeah. Thank you, man. What about this other song that I want to play? Because I, both Rocky and I just fell in love with this that song, one, but on my way up. That one is on the mixtape also. That's kind of my anthem for the summer. That's my change of pace. I've released a lot of slow, sad, heartbreak stuff. This is like nobody's stopping me uh, from this point on. I am on my way up. That's yeah. all there is to it. It features my boy Burke. Um, you can find him on Instagram. I think it's at Berkman, um, B E R K M N. Um, he was really popular on you now. I don't know how we ended up getting connected, but we met in Atlanta and he's on the record. Yeah, this is the summer anthem for 2017. Cool. We're, we're all on our way up. Yeah. Like, I know, like it. Forget about the haters. Let's you go. Got it. Um, so if you had to describe yourself, if I'm going to give you four words, just pick. Which one of these do you think best describes you? Uh oh. No, it's songwriter, artist, entrepreneur, or producer. Sheesh. Artist, because I think artist, artist fits into everything, because I'm all of those. So You're I think artist fits in. It all starts with, with creative and your, your mind and what you can visualize, what you can even think to create. Mm-hmm. You can't start a business unless you think of a business, you know? Yeah. Can't write a song unless the lyrics come to your mind first. And I think everything about that is artistry. So And you artist. and you do play all those roles, don't you? Yes, yes. I mean, I'm, you're your manager, your marketing, your PR, your songwriter, your producer. You're it. I'm my everything. Well look you're doing a great job. Yeah. Why shout give it to shout anybody else? Well, shout yeah, out no to doubt. the people that do help me because I do have people that, that have helped me. Um my boys Aaron, uh Emmanuel. They've done a lot with the music side, you know, being able to play and bring those tracks to life. Uh, Adrian Law is another one. Uh, Paul has been instrumental with this mixtape. This mixtape would not have come out on time because I was actually going through a phase of depression while trying to write that um, and trying to bring that to life. And I'm not an engineer. This is my first year really engineering. So I was going to try to mix and master all this stuff myself. And Paul reached out to me. The way we met is crazy in general. I knew his name when we met and he was not the person I was supposed to be talking to. So I don't even know how I knew his name was Paul. I called him by name and he was the wrong person. But really? Yeah. And so I think two years later now or a year later, we, you know, I'm at his studio spending 24 to 48 hours at a time 
Um, and really, I took him all these records. There's 11 tracks on the mixtape. I think I brought them all to him three days before the release date. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a struggle. And he just pulled through. He was in the studio from from 9 a.m. until 9 a.m. the next day. Or he'd go wow. home at 5 and come back at 11. Like He was literally, he worked and grinded. And I did not have the budget to give him to do that. So wow. it's really of his own, you know, heart. It's amazing how the in. universe works. Absolutely. You, I mean, like I said, I wouldn't even be here if yeah. it's not for that. Wow. I wouldn't yeah. have met you. Right. And I just told everybody on Instagram, you're the one that told me about the Kim opportunity because I had no clue. Yeah. So I wouldn't have done that without you. So well, I'm so glad you did it. Absolutely. Yeah, no I am too. So, Thank so you. You, I, you know what? I seriously thought you were going to block my number, though, after I kept <laughs> texting you because that's what my kids do. They block it. <laughs> and no. I just Beautiful kept saying, thing. are you there yet? Are you there yet? But you know, when you don't get that ordinarily, then you appreciate it when you finally do get Did it. Did you hear that, no, kids? Nobody else was hitting Thank me you. up that day talking about how it went. Nobody hit Thank me you. up. So well, it was, it was just Jackie. It was me and Jackie that's out right. there in that cold. He listened. He's going on tour. That was it. And then you're going to introduce me to Barry Gordy. Absolutely. That's how he's talking about like Barry. <laughs> Stop T. I want to meet Barry Gordy. You will meet Barry I'm Gordy. I'm going to. I, mean, I yeah, know. Absolutely. You're the guy that's going to do it. Let's do it. Because yeah, my kids aren't doing a damn thing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So you're um, adopted now. We're yeah. out of the That's what it sounds like. That's what's happening. She's got all these adopted children. That's and I'm right. like, okay, do I have a room in for in your no. place? Or as is long as I'm getting over? food on a consistent basis, yeah. you can adopt yeah. as many kids well, listen, as you want. Well, listen, Kyrie, thank you so much for my coming pleasure. in. Thank you so and much for pleasure. sharing your story. Uh, yeah. yeah, your story. Yeah, I appreciate you being so open. Thank you for having me. You changed somebody's life today. I'm yeah. sure of it. Well, you guys changed mine you know? by allowing me to be here wow. and just allowing me to talk about stuff that I don't ordinarily talk about. So thank great you. Great story. And you've got a lot of great things coming up, man. You are on your way up and you're you're unstoppable. That should be your next song. Yeah. <laughs> <For> <laughs> <real>. <laughs> um, we are going to end it with that song, um, On, on my, my Way, way up. up by Kyrie. And, and that is K-I-A-R-E-E. You can look them up. We've also got our sip on this this week, which yes. was... Yes, and our sip on this, I, I I was really trying to find like a truth or dare drink and I couldn't find one. Um, and then I was going to try and make that uh, 420 drink, but then I didn't know if that was illegal. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, so, you know what? I this thought is on he's my got, way up drink, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought Kyrie has so much going on right now, so much good stuff going on, and he's got a lot to smile about. So, I bought Smile Wine. That's like what it. we're drinking today. I like it. And uh, our fortune cookies. Now, this is how we do fortune okay. cookies okay. here. Okay, you were cool. starting to get into them. So, <laughs> toss our cookies. And then whatever way, actually, that one is yours. Okay. The prongs cool, are cool. facing you. Yep. That means so that's your fortune. And that one's teased. I don't get Hey, when I was in church, I wasn't allowed to look at these. Um, oh. It was like, you ain't supposed to be looking into your future. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what are we going to say with this one? On my way up. On my way up. So after, Rocky will start this. After you read your fortune, you're going to end it with wow. on my way up. So, so hold I'm sorry. Rocky, go ahead. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh, this is a good one. Luck is coming your way on my way up. Ooh. Ooh. Go ahead, Kyrie. That's incredible. Your next interview will result in a job. <gasps> what up, Kim? You got <laughs> to say on my way up. On my way up. All right. A new, a new business venture is on the horizon on my way up. Oh, you again. always have a new one. Yeah, <laughs> yours should be again. Yeah. Hey, first, uh, real quick, congratulations to you though with the unsung documentary. Yeah, I'm so excited about that. Hey, and don't awesome. forget my seven nominations, please. Vote. Yes, 
Well, I need all of the you have Musical to, Awards you, I can get. You have to be um, registered. Yeah. But if you're in the music world vote. or entertainment in any way, you well, I think it's too late to register. But if you yeah. are registered, please vote. Definitely right. vote. And if you didn't vote, just lie and tell me you voted for me. Uh, <laughs> T, you too. know I voted if for you because I was right uh, in front of you. So. You better believe it. <laughs> you better, T, you've got it. I mean, come on. You well, don't, you don't need fun. a Detroit Music Award to no, I don't, tell you. Know, you're T Money. Uh, come on. They're nice to look at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got plus, enough of them. Plus, this will be lucky number seven. You know, uh, I, I guess oh. my number seven is one of my. You know that seven's numbers. like the, according to numerology, is like the highest spiritual number. I never knew that. Yes, and that number follows is. me around everywhere I go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. JT, what's yours? Good news will be brought to you in the mail on the way up. On the way up. There you go. You can get a good mail. photo shoot. Shit. Justin. Uh, you will find happiness today by being generous to those closest to you. Aww. And you're always you generous. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So happy hump day, everybody. You know and yeah, what about remember, you? sometimes the only available mode of transportation is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith with us and happy hump day and enjoy the rest of your day on my Way up on your way up, <laughs> and it's Kyrie. It's Good luck Kyrie, to you with yeah. everything. Let us know Thank before you. you go on tour. We got to have you back on. Absolutely, I'm For looking sure. forward to it. Rare Heart Society. That's my that's my other line. So, <laughs> <laughs> and T, after your uh, interview with Hung Sung, we're going to have you back on. You're going to tell us that story. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. On my way up. Power has just been restored. Going up. First, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Kyrie, yeah. Been told from the beginning that I wasn't gonna make it. I thought that I was winning. They thought they could take it. Ain't nothing special about Kyrie. Pray that I end up the man. I'm gonna work till it pays off. I'm gonna work till it takes off. Take off, so I take the days off. Yeah, all of the sauce looking like Steph with the way that I ball. Latina mommy, she on me, she want me. Me quiere la plata se viene, también se te va. Put in the work so that we can go far. Yeah, I said they love how we chasing checks. Put in the work and we doing our best. Got obstacles, but they only a test. I'm on my way up. I'll be on. Next, yeah. 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 Ye
one of life's simple lessons. When you possess great treasures within you and try to tell others of them, seldom are you believed. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. 